Good morning. Isn't it good to be here? Amen. Oh, boogers. And I wrote a whole... Is my list down there? Yes. I wrote a... Good morning. Hello. Don't you just love me? I wrote a list of all because there are announcements galore. So, uh, thank you, lovely assistant. <laughs> so, for the month of October, if you've not yet brought your items, hair care products are what we need for our shoe boxes. Also, for if you want to hurry up and, and get things in, a box or socks for the month of November. We only have two weeks to gather things for the month of November, so make sure that you're getting those things in either the first Sunday or the second Sunday because we're going to be packing our shoe boxes on November 16th. So everything has to be in here by November 16th so that we can pack it. If you are interested in helping us pack, we'll be over in the fellowship hall getting those things done. And Brother Mike will still be having his class. So if you want to participate in class, then be over here. But if you want to participate in packing up shoe boxes, we'll be over in the fellowship hall. So those things. Also, if there's anyone you're just like, I really, I haven't been able to get involved the way that I wanted to, or I have another, uh, I, you know, I, I want a, a last minute surge. We do have some extra uh, finances. If you would like, if you can be trusted, <laughs> and if you would like to um, go to the dollar store or Walmart or whatever and, and buy some extra things. Then I can tell you or Amanda can tell you the things that are, that we normally are lacking in. Uh, so if, if you're interested in that, please let me know um, and I will, I'll be happy to, to pass that on to you. Uh, or if you're watching and you'd like to do that, please let me know. And um, Because there are some things that we're, that's always a little bit slack in and uh, we'd like to supplement that if possible because we do have so thank you so 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 much if you have given financially because we do have extra and so we, we really appreciate that 
Also, the 20th is our thanks meal, 20th of November. We do not have first Sunday meal in the month of November or December because we have our thanks meal, and that'll be the 20th. Make sure you're here. We've got lots of great things going on. I was talking to some people this morning about different things we're going to be doing, so keep that in mind. Invite the people you're thankful for. If you're watching, you are invited because we're thankful for you, okay? Be here. If you're here today, we're thankful for you. Make sure that you're here. I'm thankful for you. <laughs> Make sure that you're here. Good for you. Excellent. We've already got people inviting people. That's excellent. And then that night at 6 o'clock is the community service at uh, the the Foursquare Church, the Grace Covenant Foursquare over here in, it's kind of between Cornelius and Huntersville. So make sure that you can be here for that. We'd love to have as many people from Cornelius represented as possible. Then, November 30th, um, there's a lot of November 30th is Wednesday night, and December 7th, Wednesday night, are the, the Gideon witnessing classes. So if you are interested at all in knowing how to share your faith, knowing how to share your testimony with others, then we'd love for you to be part of the Gideon class over here. We're going to have it in the fellowship hall, and um, they're going to be here for two weeks. It's going to start at 645. Okay, we're going to have some light refreshments there, so maybe some coffee or some drink or something so that you can uh, be comfortable while we're over there but but we're going to be we're going to be getting our witness up we're going to learn how to share the gospel with others and then December 3rd is a Saturday and that is our um, we're, we're volunteering at the Samaritan's Purse facility um, we have 10 more spots so if you are interested We've gotten five people already signed up. We're excited. And if you are interested, you want to participate in that, we're going to meet here uh, about 1230. We're going to drive over there together in the um, in whatever <laughs> church van if, or whatever vehicle will be safe for us to take. We're going to get over there and uh, come back no later than 7. Okay, so hopefully no later than 7. So keep that in mind. If you'd like to go, let me know. I will send you a waiver that you can fill out. I'll either text it to you or email it to you. And uh, we want you to be a part of the, the packing of the shoeboxes. Okay? That's a, it's a four-hour span. It's from 2 to, to 6 that will actually be at the facility. So if you're interested, let me know. Um, make sure that you're checking out. We've, we, all our announcements are scrolling the whole time uh, before church and during um during fellowship time so if you missed any of that make sure you're looking also check out our our church website it is up and running yeah it is looking great it's looking fantastic make sure you click on each of the tabs because you can click on the tabs and then there are also drop downs for the tabs that lots so much information so much information so Make sure you're you're checking that out uh, because there's going to be announcements on there as well. So, and uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're just whew, we're advertising like crazy. So, <laughs> yes, thank you, Lord. All right, um, this this morning on our way to church, <clears throat> we passed by this car on the side of the road, and. Um, and Brother Shane, who typically drives like a papa, 
was was only going honestly honestly um only a few miles over the speed limit bless him so we passed by and i noticed the make and model of this car and it it made me a little you know gave me pause and it was gray unmarked no uh, and the the tag wasn't uh one of those nc permanent tags but as we passed by, I glanced, and there was a person sitting in the car. And I said, huh, I wonder if that's an unmarked vehicle. And about that time, a truck just whew, right past us. And uh, we got a little bit up the road, and all of a sudden, blue lights came on. And he said, yep, he's probably getting that truck. <laughs> and he did. He he pulled in, the truck had already passed us, way past us, and the, the cop went around us and got in behind the truck, pulled him over. And I thought, there but by the grace of God go I, <laughs> because if I'd been alone, if I'd been alone <laughs> driving myself, because um, I do take the interstate on, on Sunday mornings, but I get here as quickly as I can. <clears throat> Y'all take of that whatever you want it to mean whatever you want to interpret it as but um <laughs> yeah I, but sometimes we see people in situations and we can learn from those right we see s things that the other people are going through and and they are cautionary tales so before judging what people are going through realize that could be me and lord help me to slow down, to walk circumspectly, and to to do what's right all the time. Lord, help us. Amen. Let's sing and go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. You are good. You are great. You are mighty and strong. You are holy and high and lifted up. God, we just give you worship and praise for all that you do and all that you are. God, I thank you for each and every person who's here today. I thank you that they were able to be in your house, that you gave them strength physically, mentally, emotionally to be able to be here, and I, I thank you. I pray for those who are not able to be here for whatever reason. Those who are watching online, I just pray you would give them strength and encouragement. God, lift them up and help them to honor you and all that they say and do. God, I pray that your will be done in this place. God, there is no one who is here by accident, but God, we're, we're here to meet with you. We're here to hear from you. We are here to receive from you and to give back to you a portion of that, the praise, the honor that you have, have heaped on us this week. God, we just want to worship you with that. God, with all of our strength and all of our heart, God, with our whole mind, I pray that you would just clear our hearts and our minds of everything that would keep us distracted today. God, help us to stay focused on you, to worship you, lift you up in all that we say and do. God, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Strength arises, we wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord, we will
Savior, He can move my mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. So take me as you find me, all my fears and failures, and fill my life again. I give my life to follow everything I believe in. Now I surrender. Lord, I surrender, Savior. He can move my mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever, author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Shine your light and let the whole world see that we're singing for the glory of the risen King Jesus. Shine your light and let the whole world see that we're singing for the glory of the risen King. Savior, He can move my mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave, my Jesus conquered the grave. Savior, He can move my mountains, my God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever, author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you are good. You are good. You are good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are good. You are great. We praise you. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain to break every chain, 
break every chain, break every chain. You're the all-sufficient sacrifice, so freely given, such a price bought our redemption heaven's gates swing wide cause there is power in the name of Jesus there is power in the name of Jesus Yes, there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up to break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain, cause there is power in the name of Jesus. Yes, there is power in the name of Jesus. Yes, there is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. And there's an army rising up. There's an army There's an army rising up to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Because there is power in the name of Jesus. Yes, there is power in the name. Of Jesus, there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. If you know that, give him praise this morning. Thank you, Lord.
praise God. I think one of the writers of the New Testament said, if you be willing, you can eat the good of the land. If you're willing, are you willing? Are you obedient? Are you ready? Praise God. You don't have to be delivered. But if you be willing and obedient, you can eat the good of the land. Amen, amen. I tell you, God's good, isn't he? I feel his glory and his presence in the place. Hallelujah. I hope you feel that same at home that we feel right here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. At the back, we have uh, each month that we've had Joy Club, and there's some uh, study scriptures, there's some good questions for you to answer and, and uh, just to get you what the first thing of our um, last uh, first Sunday meal was when we had our uh, meeting and get together the first thing depth depth get more into the word of God study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed but rightly Dividing the word of truth. A workman, that workman, yes, it is. Teacher and preachers and those that are in charge from time to time. But it also means toiler and worker and laborer. And I'm one of those. Praise God. And I want to show myself unto God. God, I want to do some more. I want to learn more. I want to receive more. I want to be blessed of you more. Hallelujah and amen. Third Sunday of the month, we want you to remember on the third Sunday of the month, every month, to be reminded about the cards that are on the table back there, and that is the Gideon cards. I don't know how many folks are similar to I am in that I send zero cards. Is that awful? I get a bunch of cards. My wife's family, some of her brothers, one of her brothers for sure, almost all the time sending birthday cards and Christmas cards and those kind of things. She has a sister that does often. You may be one of those like me, but let's, let's change a little bit. Amen, because what we do here. With these cards, when you pick up one, there's also an envelope there for you to send $5 to buy a Bible that the Gideons can place somewhere. And I'll tell you, I have heard great, great stories about individuals um, that have been born again by the blood of Jesus because a Gideon gave them a Bible that they looked at maybe after five years three years, seven years, whatever it was, and one that sticks with me forever of a uh, young man in prison that tore the pages of that little Bible out and rolled his cigarettes in it. He tore out Matthew and rolled cigarettes in it. Mark, Luke, he tore those pages out and rolled his cigarettes in it. When he got to John, he started reading. <laughs> Hallelujah. And John talks about a man be born again. 
If he's born again, he can see God. But if he ain't, if he's not born again, he will not see the kingdom of God. I'll tell you this, Gideon stuff is one of the best witnessing tools that I know anywhere. It's blessing people throughout the world because they're playing. And that's a witnessing tool. You know, Brother Mike, uh, how we used to do it? We did it with, uh, we started with John, I'm, I'm sorry, Proverbs 11, 30b. He that winneth souls is wise. And then we went to, uh, to Daniel 12 and 3, and it said, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to Christ as the stars forever and ever. And then there was, there's another verse in John chapter uh, 5 and verse 20 that the Bible says, Let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Amen. Praise God, Brother Mike. We also went to one of your favorite scriptures. And Romans, we did that Roman road to salvation. Romans 3, 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Then we move over to Romans 6 and 23. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Thank God I have eternal life today. Praise God. Oh, Brother Shane, can I tell you? God is so good to me. God is so good to me. Said he would never leave me. He's always kept his word. And you know God is so good to me. Praise God. He's done a great work in my life, and I praise him for that. Amen. Amen. Somebody else want to brag on the Lord Jesus Christ today? Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, bless his name. you I bless we we're we're the blessed ones we're blessed not not you we oh put somebody else brag on the Lord Jesus would you do it amen hallelujah God is good amen praise the Lord forever hallelujah you're not wanting to brag on the Lord this morning right God's good. Oh, my. 
praise God. He is there to help. Thank you, Lord, for your help. Amen. It's a, oh, yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Always be with you to the end of the world. Oh, thank you. God bless you. It uh, has been mentioned about um, the website, and I don't know. I know very little. My wife told me how to get on the website this morning because I wanted to see what was going on, and it's good. Even this is on there. I show this to you once in a while. This is on there. It showed, oh, it's just good. It's dynamite. It's, it's just wonderful. Um, and we thank you for being a part of the service in the church here. In just a few days, they're going to have um, uh, like a camp meeting for uh, senior adults over in West A. If you'd like to go, you need to let me know right now. Let's go ahead and get paid up. Uh, there is a meal served there uh, after the services, and uh, be a good fellowship. If you want to go, and there are some that already said they were not able to go. They let me know that. And they can't go. Prior uh, commitment. And that happens all the time. But I want to tell you, it doesn't matter what happens, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will exalt the Lord and magnify His name together. Would you let's praise Him a little bit like this? God, we praise You and we love You and we give You honor and glory here this day. Amen. And amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Good morning. Welcome to the Cornelius Church of God. We're glad to have each and every one of you with us this morning. We're glad to have you at home or wherever you are that you're with us this morning. We just hope that you really enjoy the service with us today. It's time to receive our tithe and offering. If our usherette will come and take up our offering for us this morning. Brother Jordan, will you say the blessing, please?
It's good to be here this morning. I'm glad I'm here this morning. Thank you for your prayers. I really missed you guys last Sunday. Um, now it's time to receive prayer requests this morning. Sister Hager. Sister Hager's family, Colton and his girlfriend, and River, that they get you feeling better. Brother Mike? Yes. Let's pray for Brother Mike's family and his wife. Yes. Definitely want to pray for Brother Vic and his wife, that they get you feeling better. Sister Judy? for healing in Sister Judy's daughter and granddaughter's life. Yes. Amanda? Brian, let's pray for his family and the town of Mooresville's co-workers. Sister Robin. Your grandson. Pray for Robin's grandson. Roman. 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 Roman, that he gets you feeling better. Rhonda. Yes, let's pray for Rhonda's mother. She has surgery this week and face safe traveling mercies this morning. And um, I had a friend of mine that passed away this week. I want to pray for his family, Chris Wiles, his uh, daughter, and the rest of his family. The service this evening. So, uh, I'm missing one more here. Uh, Gretchen? Yes, let's pray for Pop Pop's back. That's it. Raise hands for unspoken requests. Stand with me as we take these to the Lord this morning.
fellowship this morning. We want to have a special prayer for Robin.
I'm glad you're here. I'm glad that you're watching online. So, um, with this today, I, bless bless my heart. That's that's the thing. Bless my heart. I I was wanting to show a video, but I don't really know how to smoosh it over, and that was yeah, that was my bad. But um, tomorrow, in the um, in the newsletter. Y'all be watching for a video that makes sense with our <laughs> with our uh, message today. Okay, so just yes. Anyway, so our last question to consider was, "What do you think about God's love?" And as we talked about that, we we have some proofs of God's love through Romans chapter five, and and one of those things is that God allows tribulation. Oh, God, you love us so much that you allow tribulation. Thanks a lot, God. Appreciate that. But he allows tribulation in order to grow us 
in order to develop us and to, in the end, give us confidence. The second thing that we learned is that the Holy Spirit is the proof of God's love because He is in our hearts and He sheds God's love into our hearts. And the third thing that we learned is to look to the cross. That if you ever have any doubt of the love of of Jesus, the love of God, look to the cross because that is proof, absolute proof that if someone was willing to suffer and die for me in that way and that if the father was willing to watch his son suffer and die that way that he must love me so very much so today we explore christian responsibility (laughs) i just love that word as a believer what is my duty to other believers on an island that word responsibility you know it it sometimes carries negative connotations i don't want to be responsible no thanks I get to worry about myself and my own issues. I mind my business. Is that not enough? Well, what does the Bible say? Why should I be responsible for anyone else? What does God's Word say? Well, we're going to be taking a look at that today. We're going to be in Galatians chapter 6. So here in this book, Paul was speaking to the church in Galatia. Now, Galatia was an entire province, so there were numerous uh, smaller cities within the within that entire area and this was an open letter to all of them so when it says to the churches in Galatia it's not just saying one particular Galatian church it is to all that entire district of Galatia so lots of churches would have received this letter the the first church would have gotten it read it understood it and then passed it on to the next church so this would have circulated around to many different churches so he had written to this group of churches to correct some false teaching that had arisen so there were these people called the judaizers (laughs) we talked about this in our judaizers j-u-d-a-i-z-e-r-s not Judy, uh, but Judaizers, who were coming along behind Paul and saying, you're going to have to, uh, because Jesus was Jewish, you're going to have to follow the Jewish law in order to be a Christian. So the Galatians gave in to this false teaching and thought, well, that makes sense. Okay, we're going to have to we're going to have to become circumcised. We're going to have to begin to follow the letter of the law. We're going to have to start uh, going to the synagogues to to worship. We're going to have to do all these things to become Jewish, and then we can be better Christians. So Paul was trying to correct this, this uh, faulty logic. So this book is a strong theological lesson on faith in Jesus Christ alone. After teaching them that Christ had come to fulfill the law, not to, not to continue it, he comes to a close in this chapter by giving them instructions regarding life among believers. So remember that this was very, very early in the church, in the history of the church as a whole. It's likely that this book was not written any time after A.D. 50. So, it was between AD 45 and AD 50, that's what most scholars say. So, if we consider that Jesus, around the, he, that he died and rose around 33 
A.D. This was no more than 20 years after Jesus had gone. So it was super-duper early in the church. So there were a lot of issues, a lot of different things going on here. And they were just starting up. So it's normal to have issues when you first start up, right? It's typical. So he's just trying to correct them to help them. And his instruction and correction also helps us. Before beginning this chapter, Paul had just explained to his hearers the fruit of the Spirit. And so he's saying to them, you know, the, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Against such there is no law. So in light of these things, take a look at verses 1 through 5 of chapter 6. It says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual... Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Now, really quickly, the two words are different. The, in, in the Greek, the word in verse 2, burden, bear you one another's burdens, is different than this word here in verse 5, burden. This word, burden, means conduct. Okay. So you're going you're gonna to answer for your own conduct. In verse 2, it is talking about an actual burden difficulties so uh, while the idea of the the spirit the fruit of the spirit was fresh on their minds he begins to tell them if one of your fellow believers is overtaken surprised by something comes upon them that they weren't expecting if they are overtaken by a fault in this case fault means a side slip an unintentional error, or a willful transgression. So if someone among you is caught up in some kind of sin, whether they meant to enter into it or not, here is your responsibility toward that person. Those who have received the Spirit and are led by Him. This is that those who are spiritual, not just spiritual in the way that we act. And the outside, oh yeah, I'm I'm spiritual. I, I raise my hands when it's worship time, and I, I say amen when it's preaching time, and I give when it's giving time. No, that doesn't make us spiritual. What makes us spiritual is being led by the Spirit, having the fruit of the Spirit growing within us. That I have confessed Jesus with my mouth and believed Him in my heart, and now the Spirit is within me, and He is leading me. That is what makes me spiritual. So, he said, those of you who have the Spirit living in you and growing fruit within your heart, make sure that you restore those people. If you notice that some of your fellow brethren are struggling with something, you need to restore them. Now, this word restore means to set a bone so the implication here is that something's broken within them. Their, their heart, their mind, something is broken. So restore them, set the bone. 
mend the nets. So this means if they were torn up, if their, if their hearts are broken or their, their spirit is torn up, mend them. Or supply army provisions. Paul liked to use a lot of army metaphors. So, he's, so this word can also mean to supply army provisions. So provide for them. If they are lacking in one area or another of teaching, then it is your responsibility to supply them with right teaching. And this must be done with meekness. This was one of the fruit of the Spirit. This has to be done with meekness or humility so that we will not fall into the same or our own temptations. So, so as you're approaching the person who struggles, come at them with humility. Because if they're struggling already, you lording it over them is probably not going to help them. They don't want to hear that. Yes, I know that you're living spiritual and I'm struggling. But we have to come to them in a spirit of humility and meekness. He says, bear one another's burden and fulfill the law of Christ. So, bearing one another's burdens, the idea here is to lift as if to remove. When the weight is about to press down on them, give help carrying it. It's the same word used for Jesus carrying his cross. That the, the cross that Jesus bore, if we see people who are struggling so much with their issues, then we help them, we come along beside them, and we lift up. Even Jesus needed help carrying his cross. We see that, that a man was called over to help Jesus and lifted him. When Jesus had no physical strength to lift up what was his load and head up the, the hill of Calvary, there was another person who came alongside him and lifted up that cross. And Paul is saying here, this is our Christian responsibility, that when people are struggling, when they're hurting, when they're bearing burdens that they don't know how to carry, then we lift it up with them and we help them carry. And he said that this fulfills the law of Christ. Notice the distinction. They had been trying to obey the letter of the law. They had been trying to follow the Mosaic law. What, what Moses had said, what had been told in the Old Testament, but he said, no, that's not your responsibility anymore. Your responsibility is to fulfill the law of Christ. Christ came to fulfill that law of Moses. He is the final sacrifice, but he has now instituted a new law, which is what? What was the law of Christ? What was the law of Christ? Love one another. Remember when Jesus was there with his disciples at the Last Supper? He says, a new command I give to you, love one another. Greater love has no man than this, than he lays down his life for his friends. When he was asked, what is the greatest commandment? He said, the first is this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. The law and prophets are summed up with these two. That's what Jesus told us. So the law of Christ is to love one another. He said, this is how people are going to know you're my disciples, is that you love one for another. He wasn't necessarily speaking to their, their love for the world. He was saying, your love for each other. Your love 
within the body of Christ, your love within the community of believers, that's how people are going to know. Because if people know that we're claiming to be spiritual, claiming to be Christians, claiming to love God with all our hearts, but we have ugly things to say about other people who are believers with us, it's difficult to believe. It's hard to know. It's hard to believe that it's true. Lord, help us. So he says, if you think you're too good to help, because, <laughs> because Paul, Paul understood how people are. And he may have had these thoughts and feelings as well, because, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not saying that I've ever had these thoughts and feelings, but maybe other, maybe y'all, maybe it's the people online. Maybe y'all have had these thoughts and feelings. Well, I need to help those people. Let them worry about themselves. They got the Bible like I do. They can pray to the Lord like I can. Why I got to help them? Again, that's probably just me and the people online. Y'all have never felt that way. <laughs> but apparently the people in Galatia, Paul was going ahead and, and putting a head on that. He said, no, here's the thing. If you think you're too good to help, <laughs> you need to rethink. If you think you're something and you're not, <laughs> you are deceiving yourself. And this is the, the only time that this word is used <clears throat> in the New Testament, and it means a mind misleader. I really like that a lot. He's deceiving himself. He, you are a mind misleader if you think that you're too good to help somebody who needs it. <clears throat> if you think that you don't have any business coming alongside and lifting up the burdens of those who are in fellowship with you, then you are a mind misleader. Self-examination is important. Becoming self-aware. This is super-duper important. That's just on a side note. Becoming self-aware. Knowing yourself. Is, is a good thing. The more that we read God's word, the more that we apply it into our hearts. The more I know God, the more that I can know myself. I can see myself reflected, or I can see the ways that I'm falling short. So becoming self-aware is super-duper important. So he says, let each person examine within themselves the work they are doing. So here, when he says, let him prove his own work, he's not saying, prove it to all those outside. Show off, like, yeah, here, let me prove that I know what I'm doing. Let me, pr let me, let me prove to you that I'm reading my Bible. Let me prove to you that I'm praying a lot. Let me show off to you. That's not at all what he's saying. He said, we are to prove, not as giving an argument to the truth, but prove as in examine internally. Inside my heart, I'm examining myself. I'm lining myself up, not with another person, but with God. I'm lining myself up with God's word. Do I measure up to the standards that God is setting for me? Paul is saying here, Line yourself up. Prove yourself according to God's word to see if you are living out. If your heart confirms that you are fulfilling the law of Christ, if the law confirms that you have the right motives. Whew. Because, see, we can do a whole lot of good stuff with the wrong motives. Because I can fool everybody else into thinking that I'm trying to do good because I, because I love the Lord so much. But really, 
I can be trying to do good to show off. I can be trying to do good to, to justify myself. Like, yeah, look, look how great I did. It's, it's like those, and I know none of y'all do this, but um, in thinking, because this, this week I've been mentally preparing myself to take up the offering at the, at the community service, and I'm like, okay, what am I going to say? Because again, I, I like to be prepared for one, but also, and I don't want to, <laughs> mom said, you know, a lot of this, <laughs> this is very sad note, a lot of those times when uh, preachers are asked to take the offering at camp meeting and stuff, they get up there and they give a little sermonette. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't want to do that. But so I've been, I've been timing myself, seeing how long I'm taking. And, um, and I thought about those people who, when they're giving in the offering, you know, they fan out their $3. Yes. I'm giving more than just the typical $1. That's right. Got three for you here. <laughs> it's a little warm in here. Y'all see my $3? That's right. And so they've justified themselves by, oh, I'm giving so much more. But that's the reward they have. So we have to examine, why am I doing what I'm doing? Is it to be seen of men? Is it to be praised by those around me? Or is it because I love God and I want his work to continue? So I have to have the right motives. So if I do, if I'm fulfilling the law of Christ and I have the right motives, then I can be confident on the inside without having to prove myself on the outside. Without having to compare myself to someone else. So when he says here, you shall have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another, he's saying, I can can be confident in my own heart that I did the right thing. I don't have to show off to anyone else and I don't have to compare myself to anyone else. I'm not lined up with any other person. I am, Jesus and I are in line. I know that I'm doing right because it's according to God's word. So this confidence leads us to verse 5, for every man shall bear his own burden. So the burden, again, the burden that we bear is knowing that our conduct is right. The burden, burden that we bear is knowing the truth about ourselves our faults and our weaknesses, being self-aware, being able to stand before God for our own actions. So then we say, see in verses 6 through 10, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all things, excuse me, in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. So if a person knows sound doctrine, if a person has been taught as he says in let him that is taught in the word, if a person has sound doctrine, they know that they are indebted to those who minister among them. The implication here is some sort of of financial uh, debt to them, but communicating means to share with or to distribute. 
So that can also mean prayers and encouragement. So if you have been taught in the Word, which you are being taught in the Word right now, so you have a debt to all those who minister to you, whether it's whether it's me here, debt to me, me here, or those who teach you on Wednesdays, or those who minister to you throughout the week, you have a debt to pray for them. You have a debt to support them, to give them encouragement, because sometimes sometimes uh, like brother mike looks like he's got it all together right all the but but sometimes he does but sometimes he may feel like he doesn't we sometimes those who are who are more upfront you know you put on that you put on that smile yeah i'm doing great everything's fine but sometimes those are the ones who need the most encouragement because they're pouring out and they're not getting as much poured back in. So we are under a debt to pray for them. A while ago, we, the, the question was asked, and I don't even remember who asked it, but how often are we praying for the churches that surround us? How often are we praying for those ministers? And we should be, because they need uplifting. They need encouragement. For those that you watch on, uh, on TV or those that you watch on YouTube or, or whomever, wherever you throughout the week get your spiritual content, are you praying for them? Because it's so easy for them to fall. Because they're so high. They're so upfront. They're seen so greatly. There's a spotlight on them. And if they don't have people who are praying for them and lifting them up, then it's so easy to fall. So every time that I, rem- uh, that I remember to, and Lord, help me remember more, I pray for them. Lord, protect them. Protect their minds. Protect them from, from being prideful. Keep their marriages intact. Lord, keep them away from temptation because so many temptations come. The temptation of money, the temptation of the opposite sex. God, please protect them. So we have that debt to those who minister and labor among us. That is one of the things that is a Christian responsibility, to pray for those, encourage those who are ministering among you. And he says, stop being led astray. Be not deceived. Stop being led astray. You cannot turn up your nose at God. That was, <laughs> reading that in the Greek, or seeing that how it would have been translated was really powerful. Because we don't think we're doing that. Mm. Stop being led astray. You cannot turn up your nose at God. We will reap what we sow. If your choice is to sow to the flesh, your physical nature with its frailties, then we will reap corruption or decay. If you choose to sow to the flesh, if you choose to give in to your earthly, fleshly desires, if you choose to allow that to lead you as opposed to the Spirit leading you, then you will reap corruption. But if we choose to sow to the Spirit, notice here that Spirit is capitalized. So it's not just the Spirit of a person. We're not sowing into our own Spirit. We are sowing to the Holy Spirit. We are asking the Holy Spirit to plant within us the fruit that he had just talked about. Holy Spirit, plant within me 
love and joy and peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. God, plant that within me. That's what I want you to sow within my heart so that that will be what I reap. This brings about everlasting life when we sow to the Holy Spirit. He says, do not become weak or faint when you're doing the right thing. Okay, again, maybe it's just me and the people online, but I sometimes get weary (laughs) in well-doing. Oh, golly. (laughs) Are you sure, Lord? Are you sure? Because in due season, harvest time, the proper season, we will reap. But there's an addendum to this. We can only reap if we do not become weary, loosened, or relaxed. He says, if you faint not, if you don't relax, it's still work. Sowing is work, but reaping is work. You know, sometimes we get tired of doing the right thing, following God's commands, being the bigger person. I'd like to be the small person, please, Lord. That'd be great. I'm fine with that. And sometimes it gets frustrating, but there will be reaping in due season if we don't faint, if we don't relax, if we don't get tired of it. A few months ago, (laughs) a few months ago, Chad decided that they were going to have a garden. And Rhonda, we were supposed to walk that day, and and she said, no, Chad's planting a garden. So if you want to come get some exercise planting, let's do it. So I went, and we planted. And that was the first time that I, I had ever planted anything from just seeds. Now, I've been to Lowe's and gotten, you know, flowers that were already growing, um, or herbs that were already growing and dug holes and put them in. And you could already see, you know, you could see something already. That's, that's a little bit encouraging. When you can already, oh, okay, I know what this is going to look like. It's just going to get bigger. Okay? I've already got this going. That's great. But when you plant something from seeds, <laughs> oh, that's tough. And I'm telling you, I was praying the whole time because I know Chad. And uh, you're welcome to tell him to watch this. Uh, and I was playing, like, Lord, please let this grow. Because Chad's going to fuss if it doesn't. He's going to get on to me. He's going to tell me I don't know how to plant nothing. Please, Jesus, please let me, let this grow. Lord, please. As I'm planting and, and you know, following the directions and and patting it all and, and all this stuff. And, and it got watered and... And eventually, it did start to grow. But it wasn't immediately, right? It took a while. It was in due season. It was in due season that we were able to reap. And let me tell you, there were some days, and, and again, that harvest is tough to, it's tough to wait till the harvest time, but also sometimes it's difficult during the harvest time. Because Rhonda would text me and she'd say, do you want some beans? And so we'd go down there and we'd walk the the rows of beans and pick beans for a long time. And it was hot. And I became weary in well-doing. 
Even though I was reaping a harvest, I was still weary. But then later on, I got to enjoy the harvest. So it's difficult. I'm not going to say that it's not. I'm not going to say that your planting season and then your harvest season is going to be so easy and so simple, but it's going to be good for you. You're going to be so happy. Once, it's, once that season has finally come about and you have gathered up the harvest, it's going to be such a blessing that I stayed faithful. And I, here I have reaped what God has, has asked me to sow. So, doing the right thing, it's tiring because we don't see the harvest right away, but understand something. The fun, the enjoyment, the excitement that those who sow to the flesh are having right now, that's not their harvest. We see others doing the wrong thing and we say, oh, they're having, oh, look at that. Sin must be so great. Why can't I just go do that? But that's not their harvest season. They're, they're so, that's their sowing season. Their harvest season is going to have a lot of consequences. So before you, before you take a look at the life of someone else and say, oh, their life is great and they're not serving the Lord, and, and we rail against God, oh, God, how can, they, how can they be acting like this and still being blessed? That's their, that's their sowing season. Their harvest season, you don't, you don't want to see that. It's going to be difficult because that's going to be decay and destruction. So harvest comes in due season to the righteous and the ungodly. It may not be harvest time yet, but keep working, keep waiting. And he says that as we have the opportunity, in verse 10, as we have the opportunity, so all, even Paul himself, as we have the opportunity to sow good into someone's life, we should take that opportunity. We should take the opportunity to sow into some. We should take the opportunity to sow unto those that we like. <laughs> we should sow unto those who can return good to us. Oh. We, should, we should sow unto all men. We should sow unto all but especially those who are in the household of faith. Whew. So how should we treat others? What is our Christian responsibility? Well, we have heard from Paul encouragement for ourselves and ways to encourage others. So what does he have to say about our Christian responsibility to other believers? The first thing that we see we are responsible to do is to rescue those who have fallen. So the addendums here to rescuing the fallen, you must be living a spirit-led life in order to rescue the fallen. And you must restore them in a spirit of meekness. Notice that Paul did not tell those of Galatia to rescue those overtaken in faults and then tell everyone their business. Oh, golly. Rescue the perishing and then talk about them. No. He didn't say, rescue them and then tell them how awful their sins and their issues are. He didn't say, lift them up and while you're walking beside them, you should not have fallen here. I can't even believe you. We are to mend them, set their bones, 
re-equip them, not ignore them. We are not to excuse them. We are to restore them. Not to turn our eye away and say, no, I'm, I'm just going to leave them to themselves. And to not say, oh, it's all right. You know, just stay that way. It's fine. No, that's not, that's not right. But we restore them. We bring them back to Christ. And as we bear one another's burdens, he says, notice that he says one another's. So, not that the same person bears all the burdens and the same person always gets their burdens lifted. We're to bear one another's burdens. So sometimes I'm struggling and I need you to come alongside me and bear my burdens. And then sometimes you'll be struggling and I'm going to come alongside you and lift you up and bear your burdens. So it's not always that one person is the lifter and the other person is the burden bearer. It's, it's mutual. It's a mutual bearing, a mutual lifting. Because if you're, and I'm just going to look at the camera because I'm only talking to the people here. If you are always the one getting your burdens lifted, you might need to rethink the burdens that you have. You might need to rethink the way that you're carrying them. Because if I'm always, always struggling, then something needs to happen. Some type of victory needs to happen in my life. I need the Lord to come alongside me and tell me how to hold these things or take some of those things off. Reprioritize. So, if you're the only always, and I'm going to look right here too, if you're always the one lifting, and you're always the one acting strong, then maybe it's time to let go of some of that pride. Because it can't be. It cannot be that you are always doing good. We all struggle. We all have issues. So if you're always the one, oh, let me carry, let me carry this person's burden. Let me carry this person's burden. And I'm just, here, let's put one on my back too. And you're carrying your load and everybody else's. You need to let go of some of that pride. And allow someone else to help you. Because we are in this together. It is mutual. So, if you are feeling too high and mighty, I refuse to help that person. No, they'll be all right. <laughs> Look at them. That person has more than me. Why should I have to help them? Or they don't have it as bad as me. Why should I have to help them? Let them deal with their own burden. None of those attitudes fulfill the law of Christ. We are called and commanded to love. The third thing we see is do good to the household of faith. How? How can I do good to the household of faith? By staying humble and self-aware. By blessing those who minister to you and among you, not just here, but anywhere that you receive from, bless them 
encourage them, pray for them. By not giving up, even when you don't see the harvest yet. Because let me tell you, there are people looking at you. There are people looking at you and they're thinking, if they can make it, I can. So there are people, that's a way to lift burdens because if I keep going, if I keep, if I keep striving, if I keep moving, even when I'm struggling, even when I've got lots of things going on, I keep going. There are people who look at me and say, if they can keep going, I can keep going. That's an encouragement to others. If they're going through all this stuff, if they've had this brokenness, if they've had this sickness, if they've had these struggles and they can keep having faith in God, then I can keep having faith in God. That's a way... That's a way to do good to the household of faith is by keeping on. Keep going. By planting and, and living out a harvest of the fruit of the Spirit, that's a way that we could do good to the household of faith. Because if, if I have that growing within me, if I have love and joy and peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. If I had this living and growing in me, then that's what I'm giving out. That's what I'm giving out to others. That's what I'm encouraging people with. So, we are in this together. Again, watch out for the, watch out for the video tomorrow. It was, it's really neat. <laughs> We're all in this together. If we could remember that, it would relieve some of the strife that we encounter. To know that even when we have issues, we're in this together. We're brother and sister. We are made into God's family. We need each other. Now, how are we able to live out our responsibilities? Number one, rescue those who have fallen. Number two, bear one another's burdens. And number three, do good to the household of faith. As we as the music plays. If any of this speaks to your heart, and, and it did to me as I was <laughs> as I was studying. I've been that one who acted like everything, you know, for a long time, acted like everything's good. I've been that one. <laughs> Here. Throw some more on me. Throw some more on me. Or you may be the one who's always having struggles and you need the Lord to help you have victory. Or you've been a little, a little bothered, having a difficulty. Whatever it is, God is here and he's speaking to us today and he wants us to receive from him. Heavenly Father, we thank you. God, we thank you for your word that does not return void, but it accomplishes everything that you have intended for it to and God, I believe that this is what you have had me to say today. That you laid it on my heart for one reason or another. God, if it was just for me, to teach me how to better support those who are in the household of faith. God, I just ask you now that you would have your will in each of our lives. I pray that you would open up. Open up our hearts. God, I pray that, that it would be planting time right now. And Father, as, as our hearts are opened, I pray that you would plant within us love. Love for you, most importantly, and then love for one another, second most. 
God, I pray that you would plant within us joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Lord, that in the most difficult times, we can still rejoice because you are our God. We can rejoice because we're in your presence. God, I pray that you would plant peace within each heart. Father, that in the troubled times, in the difficulties, in the times that the burdens are so difficult to bear, that there would be a peace that passes understanding, long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness. God, plant those within us. God, I pray that you would just begin to stir within our hearts. God, that you would goodness and faith and meekness and temperance and God, those things. Those things that we may not want, but we need. Plant them within us. And Father, I pray that you would help us to not become discouraged. That when we see around us that other people are growing faster than we are or, or reaping a harvest that we haven't reaped yet. God, I pray that we would not be weary. And it's so easy. It's so easy to get tired. It's so easy to get worn down. But God, I pray for a renewal. God, fresh rain to come into our hearts. God, to water that ground that the fruit of the Spirit would grow. God, I pray for a fresh rain in our hearts right now. Father, we just receive that rain. We receive that renewal from you. God, to know that you are doing something within us. Even if we can't see it right now, you're doing something within our hearts that you're going to make us strong that you're going to make us just like you. That's your goal, is to make us more Christ-like, to make us more holy, to make us more righteous. Father, I pray for those who have, who have struggled with burdens and they just don't know how to bear them. I pray that you would help them to reorder those burdens. God, because sometimes it's not, the, it's not the issues that we carry, but it's the way that we carry them. God, I pray that you would begin to speak into hearts right now. That you would change the way that we're carrying some of these burdens. Father, we understand that we all will have them. Because in this life we will have trouble, but you, you give us strength. We know that our lives are not going to be perfect because we're here in the world. But God, I pray that you would reorder our priorities, that we could carry things differently. And God, if we're the ones who are always carrying, always being strong, it's difficult sometimes to let that down. It's difficult sometimes to accept help from others. It's difficult sometimes to allow someone to come alongside us and lift with us. But God, I pray that you would take away that pride right now that you would melt that away and help us to understand that this is part of being in a community. This is part of being the body of Christ is that we are supporting one another. Not that one person always has to be strong, but that they can also come alongside and have their burdens carried for a while. That they be lifted up and encouraged for a while. Father, I pray that we would do good to the household of faith, that we would that we would be indebted to one another in prayer. God, that we would every single day lift each other up in prayer, whether or not we're able to speak to each other every day, but that that be a goal that we have is to pray for each other every day. God, that you would bond us together, that you would make us a community. God, that you would make us a people who love one another, who see past issues. God, who see the heart of the matter and who strive to heal. 
God, we need you this morning. We need you this morning. We just ask your will be done in this place, within our hearts, all those watching online. God, that you would have your will. Because there is no one who is here by accident. There is no one who is hearing this by accident. But God, we are here to listen and receive from you. God, we just trust that it's going to work into the heart of someone. And that it's going to revolutionize the way that we work out our lives with you. Father, we just thank you. We praise you for all that you do and all that you are. You are good and you are great. And Father, we say over your people, may Yahweh bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and may he give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen.